you're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. Hey, this is Owen. If you're comfortable, leave your first name and state at the sound of the tiny truck backing up. Hi, this is Nikki from California. Um, I don't know if you've done a video about this or not. I haven't stumbled across it. Um, but maybe explaining to people the difference between communism, socialism, and um, the similarities and differences, because I keep running into people basically throwing those two words in as the same thing and a nasty thing and um thank you i like your show a lot have a lovely day i looked into this a little bit because i was curious what the difference really is i hear communism and socialism thrown around constantly as terms and it drives me absolutely batty let me describe to you what i've come to understand as socialism it's a little bit of an amorphous term like people can apply different things to it depending on how they view it and it, it's had different definitions throughout history depending on who was implementing it again i'm not a political scientist so take it with a grain of salt let me give you an idea of a socialist system i was creating a business license right i was working with somebody to make a business license for a 501c3 nonprofit organization and the way that 501c3 nonprofit organizations are structured is that when you create one, you aren't automatically in control of that organization. It isn't your organization. Like I created my company that runs my YouTube channel and whatever else. I own that. I own the shares that if it ever went public, I would have full ownership of the shares. I have the option to sell shares of it. Any money that it generates, it all goes to me in my pocket, right? That's how a normal company works. But with a 501c3 company, it doesn't work that way. It's its own entity effectively. You create this company and you assign board members to it. When the company is created, you have to list board members in it. And those board members vote on everything from who's going to be the president and the vice president to how much people are paid to just absolutely everything. They even vote on which board members get to remain and which are kicked out essentially or fired. So if I created a nonprofit and I got four of my friends to go in with me and be the board members with me, which, by the way, is necessary. You have to define board members when you create a 501c3. Those four friends of mine could evict me from it. They could vote me off the board and take full and complete control of the company themselves. And though I started the company, I would no longer have a role in it, and I wouldn't have any kind of assets tied up in it. it nothing about it is mine. That is kind of how socialism works, except on a wider scale. So it's like every company that exists in a socialist economy is owned by the members of that company. So everybody that works in this company, like say YouTube, for example, everybody that works at YouTube has a controlling share. 
they can vote on who their managers are and who the board members are and everything else. And they have unions basically baked right into the structure of the company. It's an interesting idea. It's different from what we have now. I don't know that it's better or worse necessarily, but I feel like in some cases socialism has almost become an ideology in some countries rather than just an economic system, and that's caused problems. I wouldn't be opposed to trying it out in some situations, but I think rather than socialist, I would call myself a social democrat, where as a country, I want social programs to exist to make sure that the people that are on the bottom of the economy are taken care of because I have the idea that we are only as strong as our weakest link and I want to make sure that everybody is taken care of because if everyone's taken care of and everybody has food to eat and a place to live, we will be stronger as a country. That's my take on it. I don't want the government necessarily to provide by default, I mean, I haven't really thought about it, like universal basic income, I'd have to think more about that. But I want a strong social safety net. If somebody needs it, needs the help, it should be there. They should be able to survive and not have to dig through trash cans for food, like I saw happening earlier. Now, as far as communism goes, I haven't read the literature on this. Again, I'm not a political scientist, so you'll have to fact check me on this one. But I believe communism is where the state owns all of the private companies. They're all owned and controlled by the government. Not the workers, but the government specifically. There are varying degrees of communism, I guess you could say. And depending on how deep into it or how extreme you want it to be. The government can control everything from the jobs that people do to the place that they live. In some more relaxed communist ideas or ideals, people have a choice of where to work and what to do and things like that, but the the government does still own and control and make decisions for those companies. That's my understanding of it and the difference between the two. If you have any criticisms of that in the comments, please feel free to hit me up with that because I very well could be wrong. I've just done a, a good bit of research on it and that's my take. Hopefully that answered the question for you. Hey Owen, this is Chandler from Texas again. Now I was just kind of curious on what your opinion of deism was. That's D-E-I. SM, that de like deism, not like theism. <laughs> yeah, anyways, and I also want to say, um, I want to congratulate you and Rose on your marriage, and I hope that y'all will uh, be happy together. Y'all seem like a really happy couple. All right, love you, brother. Peace out. Appreciate that. Uh, my opinion on deism is basically, it seems like the only logically defensible position either we were created by a god and that's about as far as you can go or we weren't created by a god all of these extra claims surrounding it like for example christianity claims all kinds of shit like jesus was god's son and he was also god himself and he could raise people from the dead 
and just build up this whole gigantic story, leaving out Noah's flood and Adam and Eve. Like, they build all these ideas and stories into this ideology, into this belief system that you have to accept or you can't be a member of the belief system, right? When it all boils down to it, there is one simple question you have to ask. Do you believe that there is a God? If your answer is yes, you would be a deist. If, you, if your answer is no, I don't believe it, that's not an affirmative claim that you believe that there isn't one necessarily. It's just saying you don't know. Then you would be an atheist, basically. Atheistic, like non-theistic. That's what it means. So deism seems like the only logically defensible position, and, and just barely. Christianity and Islam and all of these other religions that believe in a god, believe that God exists, they build these ridiculous stories on top of it, and it just gets crazier and crazier as time goes on. Howdy, Owen. My Jordan. I am a Satanist living out in Tennessee, and I've got a hypothetical question for you. Uh, my question is, with all of these dominionists and uh, evangelicals that have proclaimed that Donald Trump is the president as chosen by God, but the election, of course, being stolen by Joe Biden, does that mean that, do you possibly think that in their eyes they could think that Joe Biden is more powerful than God, since Joe Biden was able to undo the machinations of God? Um, that's just a thought I had rattling around in my head. Please let me know what you think if you've got any opinions on that. Uh, love your show. Yeah, thanks for the voicemail. The answer to the question is, in fact, yes, they do think that. They, they seem to believe that Joe Biden is more powerful than God. I mean, Robin Bullock and Hank Kuhneman and a bunch of other people have specifically said that Joe Biden has set his aim on reversing the prophecy and preventing God's will from being done. Now, the logical conclusion from that is God is less powerful than Joe Biden, right? I mean, I, I don't know how else to read this. It's bizarre that they're going around making these claims with a straight face. All of their ideas are conflicting with each other. But we've been saying for years that the Bible ha is filled with errors and contradictions. Like, th the foundation of their belief system is filled with errors and contradictions. And somehow they manage to sidestep all of that and ignore it and pretend it's not there. What's one more contradiction in the bucket? Next, we're going to talk about Stu Peters crossing my moral line. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media. Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. So the first subject I wanted to talk about is about Stu Peters. Now, I talked about this guy last week and drew the parallel that he's very similar to Alex Jones. He seems to be picking up on Alex Jones's personality. I wanted to watch some of his past clips to give you guys a little bit of context for who he is and what he's about and what he stands for before actually watching the newest one. 
So check this clip out. This one released on June 25th, 2021. They have been able to take over the entire media. They have caused a mass exodus of good police officers that are there for the right reason. They have started the indoctrination of your kids with critical race theory. Now they are supposed to feel badly about themselves, specifically if they're white, not only feel badly about themselves and repent, but also join a force of evil to eradicate whiteness completely. Okay, so first of all, that's a complete misrepresentation of what critical race theory is. And again, the guy is just playing into these fears, this visceral fear that every Republican seems to have. Like, their entire ideology appears to be built on this. It's the same shit that we've been hearing from commentators, like extreme right-wing commentators, for decades now. It's been getting worse as time goes on. But uh, this is a new guy, essentially. New guy on the scene, and he's getting more and more extreme. So let's keep listening eradicate whiteness completely. They have completely taken God out of everything. Now I saw in one state last night that they're trying to get rid of in God we trust on a license plate in some state. I don't remember exactly what it is. Now, last time I talked about this clip, I did make note that he is correct on this one thing. Apparently, American Atheists is suing the state of Mississippi so they don't have to have In God We Trust on their license plate. Let me just read part of this article. It says, Four words on the state's license plates have sparked a federal lawsuit by a group of people who said the state has no right to put the phrase there. The state of Mississippi is headed to federal court to fight a lawsuit from the American Atheists and other non-religious groups who said it's against the law to force people in the state to have In God We Trust on license plates. You know, there is a separation of church and state, or there's supposed to be. The Founding Fathers talked about this at length. They wrote letters to churches about this. I mean, it's right in the Constitution. There's a separation of church and state. I don't understand why they are so obsessive about getting this one phrase in and on everything that touches our lives money license plates the pledge of allegiance and then have the kids say the pledge of, of allegiance every single morning in their classrooms it's just fucking bizarre there's really nothing wrong with removing in god we trust from everything this is supposed to be a secular nation that that those are the values the founding fathers had when they created this country let's keep listening taking god out of everything now i hang on we trust on a license plate in some state. I don't remember exactly what it is. Although, be it, it is still on our currency, probably not for too long. And they have purged our military with this wokeness. Again, this is just calling back to more propaganda. That whole the military is woke thing was used by the Russian government. It was put in a like a TV ad to their people, to the Russian people, an advertisement to try to get people to join the Russian military. And they were making fun of the U.S. military for, quote-unquote, being woke. And then Ted Cruz spread that message, agreed with it, basically said the military is too woke. How is Ted Cruz going to sit there and unironically retweet Russian propaganda, pro-Russian propaganda? What is wrong with him? Seriously. Wokeness. Uh, so all, all of that has been done, and this was also amid an engineered, man-made, intentionally released virus from the lab in Wuhan, where we unapologetically said that it came from, you said it, I said it, we were liars, we were conspiracy theorists, we were tinfoil hats. 
If the shoe fits, I said this last time, if the shoe fits, this whole section here though, this is largely a lie. Let me pick them out. And this was also amid an engineered, man-made, intentionally released virus. No, none of that's true. That's all bullshit. It was not engineered, it was not man-made, and it was not intentionally released. None of those things are true. He just grabs onto this little crumb that he thinks is true, and then he blows it out of the water, does everything he can to ride it like a fucking wave. Where we unapologetically said that it came from, you said it, I said it, we were liars, we were conspiracy theorists, we were tinfoil hats, it has now come true. And then the vaccine, or the vaccine, excuse me, was bioweapon 2.0, which is stronger than the ineffective virus that Fauci wanted to get his hands on. He has now developed this Delta version, whatever it is, they're going to only continue to get more and more deadly. And they have done it all simultaneously with little to no resistance whatsoever. So this is who we're dealing with. I debunked all of this in last week's clips. If you want to look, just look for the Stu Peters video. I talked about this at length. This guy does what they call a gish gallop. And the idea is you want to throw out as many claims as you possibly can simultaneously so that your debate partner or the person listening to you doesn't have time to hit every single point. They can only address a few. They can only critically think about a few of those. There are just too many to hit all at once. And the ones that you can't address, they consider that a win. They say, well, you didn't address it, so I must be right. Another thing that they're banking off of is the fact that the second time somebody hears something, they believe that it's factual. They're more likely to believe that it's factual. So if you hear Fox News say this was man-made and intentionally released from a lab, you may brush it off the first time just in passing. You know, just move on with your life, whatever. I don't know that for sure. The second time you hear that, you are more likely to believe that it's true, even if it's not. And, it, and it's not here. It's completely wrong. So anyways... That's who this guy is. Those are his rhetorical tactics, his debate tactics. Uh, something else to know about this guy, he is obsessed with the persecution complex, as many people in his position are. Check this one out. I knew going into this that I would be scrutinized, that I'd be called a racist, that I'd be fact-checked, labeled a conspiracy theorist, and that the slaves to Satan would no doubt come right after me. I guess that's me. I guess I'm the slave to Satan, right? I mean, I'm on Satan's payroll, so. I don't let that bother me. I don't care about threats of violence. I don't care about censorship. I don't care about big money contracts. I don't care about bribery. Lawsuits and blatant coercion. Listen to this guy's voice. Tell me he doesn't sound exactly like Alex Jones. He's got almost this raspy quality to it, just like Alex Jones. Listen. Don't let that bother me. I don't care about threats of violence. I don't care about censorship. I don't care about big money contracts. I don't care about bribery. Lawsuits and blatant coercion have been ineffective, and I come into this studio every single day with my shoulders rolled back, with my head held high, and ready to take it all on. My kid's future is worth it. So strong. Such a good man, right? He's, he's fighting the good fight for everybody. He has this persecution complex, and he tries to spread it like a disease. He wants other people to feel just as persecuted, and he, he's trying to signal that he has this virtue. He has this virtuous refusal to give up. He will not be silenced. He will keep going no matter what. It's embarrassing.
because nobody is trying to silence this guy for his beliefs. Personally, I would have an issue if he crossed a few moral lines of mine, like, for example, calling for violence or something. Before we get into what my moral line is, let's watch this brand new clip just came out July 16th, 2021. This is Stu Peters. Check it out. Dr. Fauci looks like uh, the laces outside of a football that I'd like to kick right through the uprights. That's what he looks like to me. <laughs> that guy, the fact that that guy is actually still walking around a free person is an absolute travesty. That is an atrocity. Those are crimes against humanity. What did we do to Saddam Hussein? What did we do to, you know, people, I mean, these people swung from their neck in front of the world for killing far less people. And not only is he still killing people, but plans and telegraphs and tells the whole world how he's planning to kill more. Okay, I, I have no idea where he's getting his information from, but this is fucking weird. I, I couldn't even possibly guess where he heard that Fauci is killing people last week we actually talked about a video that he released where he said that fauci personally engineered the virus to take out as many people as he could possibly manage with it and then he intentionally personally released it into the public it was supposed to be like a test run I guess he's planning on releasing another one that's even more dangerous. I mean, that's what Stu Peters said in the in last week's clip. Just go watch the thing. That's what this guy believes. But he crossed a moral line for me. First of all, let me listen to this first section one more time. Check this out. Looks like uh, the laces outside of a football that I'd like to kick. Fauci looks like the laces on the outside of a football that I'd like to kick. That's an ad hominem attack. That's an insult. That's just low. I don't insult people, ever. Sometimes in the heat of the moment, I've gotten annoyed at somebody when I was reviewing their video or something on stream, and I have insulted them, but I remove the insults in the final clips before they finally hit the podcast channel or Spotify or SoundCloud or wherever else you find it. I don't believe in insulting people, uh, certainly not as a public figure. I think it's wrong to insult people. It doesn't further the goal. It doesn't help people think more critically. It's just wrong. Let's listen to the next part. That's my first issue, my first qualm with this guy's new video. Let's keep listening. Right through the uprights. That's what he looks like to me. <laughs> that guy, the fact that that guy is actually still walking around a free person is an absolute travesty. Okay, so he has this bizarre belief that Fauci literally got people killed, personally, intentionally got people killed. And that's what is motivating this belief that he just espoused here, that he shouldn't be walking around as a free person. Is actually still walking around a free person is an absolute travesty. So I, I guess I could forgive him for that one because he's so completely uninformed or misinformed on the subject. There are a few people who I would advocate for putting in prison, like Donald Trump, for example, and I have my reasons for that. I'm not going to get into him at this immediate moment. But I don't see anything inherently wrong with advocating for somebody to go to jail for something, as long as what they did is, is actually wrong and actually violated the law and it's not some bizarre fabrication of your mind. In this case, 
what he wants Fauci to go to jail for is just a fabrication in his head. Like, th- there's no basis for this in reality. Now let's listen to this final part here. That is an atrocity. Those are crimes against humanity. What did we do to Saddam Hussein? What did we do to, you know, people? I mean, these people swung from their neck in front of the world. That's a call for violence right there. That's what that is. That's a call for violence. I mean, I don't know how else to twist this. At the very least, he's taking part in stochastic terrorism, Stu Peters is. In fact, he's the main node of stochastic terrorism against Fauci right now in this video. If somebody espouses violent rhetoric or believes that somebody should have violence done to them in some way or whatever, I think they should have their platform taken away. That's my moral line for deplatforming. I don't necessarily want them put in jail. I like the U.S.'s laws on free speech where they are pretty much right now. I, I like that people are mostly free to say what they want without fear of being imprisoned. I want it to stay that way. But the line for deplatforming is a little different for me. He has a moral responsibility to be a little bit more careful with the things that he says on his gigantic fucking platform. The fact that he is outright encouraging or, or hoping for or wishing for violence against somebody is fucking disturbing and it's wrong. This guy should be removed from the public eye. There's a trade-off with deplatforming. There's a trade-off that happens. If you leave somebody alone so that they can have their platform, let's take the NIFB. You guys remember the NIFB? They're the group of people who throw a celebration every year on the anniversary of the Pulse nightclub events. You guys remember that happening in Florida? I think it was in Orlando or something, Pulse nightclub. Uh, Somebody came in and attacked a bunch of people. Whole bunch of people died from it. It It's a big, ugly mess. They actually celebrate the anniversary of that. They outright encourage people to take violent action against gay people against the LGBT community personally. Legally, those people are in the clear, I think. Morally, I think they should be removed from the public eye. They should have their platform yanked. The trade-off that you have to deal with in these situations is you can either let them continue to spread their toxic, harmful shit in public on YouTube and Twitter and you know, Snapchat or whatever else. You can let them spread that shit around to their heart's content. And you'll have people like me playing it back and criticizing it, right? The criticisms and the backlash that they get from all of their hateful, violent rhetoric keeps it toned down for the most part. Now, the NIFB, they aren't really toned down at all because they aren't in the public eye. They aren't using public platforms like YouTube or Twitter. They've been removed from all of them. The NIFB is a good example of what happens when people are removed from public. So you can either let them stay in the public eye and accept that they're going to poison public discourse and move the Overton window further and further in that direction, make shunning more acceptable, make it more acceptable to celebrate the deaths of people. Or you can remove them from the public eye 
let them set up their own website and host their own videos on all of their own servers. And it becomes kind of an insulated little group that, that is basically protected from criticism now because nobody's even paying attention to what's happening in their corner. So either you let them poison the public discourse and stay in public where people can criticize them and keep them in check, or you can remove them from public discourse and make them host their own servers, and it becomes an, an insulated little extremist group like the NIFB has become. I believe that people should be allowed to say what they want almost without limit. Basically, the, the laws in the U.S., I like them a lot. I, I'm okay with that. But when people start advocating for violence like the NIFB does, or like Stu Peters is doing here. That's my moral line. I want their platform removed. I understand that they're going to create a little extremist group that's going to eat itself alive with hate and get worse and worse and worse and bigger and bigger. I understand. It's preferable to them poisoning societal discourse. So anyways, that's how I feel about Stu Peters. I would love to see the guy removed from his platform, but I honestly doubt that's going to happen. So don't hold your breath. Next, we're going to talk about Larry Gators having Roseanne Barr as a guest on his show. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. The next subject I wanted to talk about is about Larry Gators. I don't know if you guys have heard of him before, but I have talked about him a couple of times. He's a pastor, a televangelist, and he works with a bunch of other pastors. So I figured we'd give this clip a look, and it's, it's just to dip your toes in. Just get an idea of his beliefs and his ideals and what he thinks about the world. Check this one out. Tom Hanks is dead. Newsflash. <laughs> Tom Hanks is dead. We're going to be talking about who this woman is in a second, too. Let's keep listening. That's right. Okay. Joe Biden is dead. Yes. Okay. Come on. He took the the shot. Clintons are dead. Okay. Yeah. Yes. You've got clones running this country. Yes. That is the level that we're at now. We are dealing with a full blown QAnon. -er. This guy believes that Biden and Hillary and a bunch of other people are clones. They, they were taken out and replaced by the deep state with clones who will do their bidding. Let's keep watching. See, I got the testicular fortitude to say what needs to be said. Why? Because I'm a man of God. Amen. Yes. You have to. Truth. Truth you got truth. these pumpified pre. Well, I, I, I don't want to lose my 501c3. Oh, bishop, so on. we have to use wisdom. Stop. Okay. Okay. Nothing that he's said so far would lose his 501c3 status. So, what is he even talking about here? Like, what's he on about? I don't understand. He's pretending to be a weak priest, if you will, one who isn't willing to speak the truth because they're afraid of losing tax exempt status. Uh, nothing he's said here would lose his tax-exempt status, first of all. And second, 
I mean, it's not even against the law what he said so far. And secondly, even if it was, he almost certainly wouldn't lose it anyways. The IRS almost never prosecutes those cases. Let's keep listening. On one C three, so on. we have to use wisdom. Stop, okay? You need to sit down and shut up. Yes. That's right. Um, that's right. Okay. Exactly. So exactly. Trump is surrounded by the military mm -hmm. at Mar-a-Lago. Yes. That's Trump right. has the nuclear codes. That's right. Trump has the military, who turned their back on Joe Biden. That's right. right. Okay, so give you a little bit of context here. This video came out on May 12th. May 12th! This guy's claiming that Trump has the nuclear codes and controls the military. What, eight months after the fucking election? Are you kidding me? When are they giving up on this? This is a fucking joke. This guy lives in another reality from the rest of us. Let's keep listening. Trump has the military who turned their back on Joe Biden. That's right. That's right. And Trump has Air Force One. Patriots, on. QAnons, President Trump is still the president. There you go. He did a direct shout out. President, uh, I'm sorry, Patriots and QAnons. President Trump is still president. He still has Air Force One. I mean, I don't know what why this is the part that got me so worked up when he, just a second ago he was talking about how Joe Biden is a clone. Like, how bizarre does this guy get? And there's a reason that I'm talking about him right now. There's a reason why. Because he had Roseanne Barr on his show. He got Roseanne on his show. Seriously, Roseanne. She is super fucking famous. This guy's not a nobody. Can I take this as a sign that Roseanne's a QAnon or two? I don't know. Before we watch the Roseanne clip, though, I wanted to watch one more clip from the woman who kept kind of uh, butting in in the last video a second ago. Her name's Francine Fosdick. So let's give this one a watch. This one is from May 12th. It was the exact same day that she made an appearance here is when this other clip came out. So check this one out. Biden, yeah, he took the shot. So that's another way of saying, okay, he's eliminated as well, because that's not really Biden behind that mask. I mean, you know, some people- Because eyes are black. What, the other yeah. Biden has blue eyes. What happened? Right. So I guess she's lending credence to the idea that Biden is a clone. And she's claiming to, or at least her co-host or her friend here or whatever, is claiming that she noticed that Biden has black eyes when the real one that isn't a clone has blue eyes? What are they talking about? Right. Yeah, exactly. Unless he's totally possessed, which could be, you know, uh, true, um, you know, taken over by demons and stuff. I'm telling you guys, these people live in a different reality than us. They live in a different world, seriously. So that's Francine Fosdick, that's Larry Gators. There's one more clip of Larry Gators, came out two days before the last video we watched. So check this one out. Now, Bo Biden, who passed away. Uh, let me give you a little context. Bo Biden is Joe Biden's son. Bo Biden served in the military with honors. Uh, Biden actually had another wife who died in a car accident a long time ago and then got remarried. He also has Hunter Biden, 
I'm not sure which mom Hunter is from. Maybe the original, the same as Bo. I'm not sure. Anyways, Bo Biden is Joe Biden's son who died after serving in the military. Let's keep listening to this. Now, Bo Biden, who passed away, supposedly of uh, brain cancer. Now, my two contacts in the FBI said that was a lie. Okay. Can we get a little more information on this one? Who who are your contacts in the FBI there, Larry? Bo Biden was a sacrifice for the political rise of his father. Just like the first wife of Joe Biden, Melia Hunter Biden, was a satanic sacrifice going back to 1972 that will give way for the rise of the political career of one Joe Biden. How does he know all this information? How does he know that Joe Biden's uh, late wife and late son were sacrifices to Satan so that he could become a political candidate or whatever for his career? Where did he get all of this information? This is fucking weird. My God. Where is all of this coming from? Forever ago, I actually did a video where I reviewed fake news. It was a fake news website that actually wrote out this whole story about how Hillary Clinton was under military tribunal and was being charged with all these crimes and she was convicted and then sent to Guantanamo Bay and all of this crazy stuff. And it was written out as though it was real. I would be willing to bet that's where this guy got his information was a fake news website like that. I would bet somebody out there wrote a, a, basically a fan fiction article about Joe Biden sacrificing his family to Satan so that he could have a really good political career. Anyways, that's the end of that video. And that brings us right up to the Roseanne Barr video. So this is Larry Gators and Roseanne Barr. It released on July 16th. Check this clip out. You know what God told me? He said, I want Roseanne, calm down yes. because I have a mission for you. I said, what yeah, is it, Lord? You know right. I'll do it. I okay, if she's actually hearing voices, then she should be talking to a therapist or a psychologist or something because this is an actual problem. I would be willing to bet that God never actually talked to her. And I'd, I'd be willing to bet she knows God didn't talk to her. This is supposed to be figurative, but she plays it up as though it was literal. She even expands upon it and builds this whole story up about what he said and how she responded. I don't understand why they do this shit. If she's really hearing voices, she should be talking to a psychologist. Let's keep listening. You know right. I'll do it. If I have proved that to you by now... That's Even right. if it gets me fired and in trouble, you know I'll do it if you put yeah. it rightly to me. You've seen that. So. And, and why does God need her to do anything for him anyways? Can't God, you know, just snap his fingers and do what he wants done? Why does he need Roseanne Barr to do anything to further his goals? Is he all-powerful or not? This fictional god that they're building up in their heads and the heads of their audience is not the god that i have ever heard described by methodists or jehovah's witnesses or mormons or anybody else 
this God that needs you personally to directly walk from this location to that location carrying this thing so that his plan can play out in this very specific way instead of just snapping his fingers and being done with it. I really don't understand why they build up this fictional depiction of God, one that's apparently less powerful than Joe Biden. If Biden is capable of usurping God's will, by becoming president, despite the fact that God apparently wanted Trump as president. Why do they keep building this bizarre fucking image of God and contradicting themselves all along the way? Let's keep listening. Yes, Roseanne, I do. I have something I want you to do. I want you to tell people that I am mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Okay, so... God is mad as hell, and he's not going to take it anymore? Isn't this the person who basically destroyed the entire world with a flood? Took out every animal, every bug, every everything by snapping his fingers and making it rain for 40 days and 40 nights? I mean, if God was mad as hell and wasn't going to take it anymore, it seems to me that he would just change it. Can't he just change the situation instantaneously? If he's not powerful enough to alter our minds to align with what he wants us to think or believe or do, then just start a 40-day flood and wipe everything out. Start over. I've been saying this from the beginning. If Adam and Eve fucked up and sinned, then quarantine them, put them in the corner, make it impossible for them to reproduce, and start over with a new breeding pair. All of those deaths that resulted from Adam and Eve's sin, supposed sin, they're on God's hands, not our hands. He could have just as easily quarantined and started over. It's this exact same thing with Roseanne Barr. Why is God, why is the God that they believe in doing all this bizarre, nonsensical shit? Like, this does not add up. You tell them, Roseanne, that's what I have to say to them right now. Why would he send Roseanne as his arbiter? I don't understand. Why wouldn't he just put the message in our heads? Why Roseanne? This is so fucking strange. And if they can't that's figure funny. out why, at least tune in to what? Tune in to what? I don't understand. What am I tuning into? See what is happening right in front of your eyes, and Roseanne will then explain it, as will Dr. Uh, Bishop Larry will explain yes, why. She is an odd bird. She seems like a nice bird, but she is definitely an odd one. Explain it, as will Dr. Uh, Bishop Larry will explain yes, why. Okay, so I I'm guessing based on what she said just now, that Bishop Larry Gators and Roseanne are going to tell us why. That's what she just said, right? If you don't know why, then tune in to these two fellas here, and they'll tell us. Let's listen up. If you're any kind of conservative like me, they blacklist you. Yes. They have blacklisted me for years because I oh. wanted to talk about, you know, the things that ain't right. Yeah. 
you know, the things that ain't right. Interesting. Why was Roseanne blacklisted, actually? This is something I need to find out. Give me a second here. Let's see. What a strange fucking person. By the way, is the word fella gender neutral? I feel like it is, right? Can I call anybody a fella? Is it wrong for me to refer to Roseanne and Larry as fellas, these two fellas here? Would that be incorrect? Okay, let's check out what Roseanne did exactly to get blacklisted, as she called it. This article is by BBC News, and it's titled, Roseanne Blames Racist Tweet on Sleeping Pills. This was May 30th, 2018, when it came out. That's when all of this really went down. I remember it, but I, you know, it's been so long, I don't remember the specifics. Let's read it and see what it says. Roseanne Barr has blamed sleeping pills for her tweet likening an African-American former Obama aide to an ape. Oh my fucking God. The comedian blamed the offensive post on Ambien tweeting, although she has since removed the tweet. Ambien is a sedative pill used as a sleeping aid. ABC canceled Roseanne's sitcom over the racist tweet. They also apologized to the aide, Valerie Jarrett. U.S. President Donald Trump on Wednesday broke his silence on Barr, who's been one of his most outspoken supporters. Bob Iger of ABC called Valerie Jarrett to let her know that ABC does not tolerate comments like those made by Roseanne Barr. Mr. Trump tweeted on Wednesday, referring to the former White House senior advisor. Wow, okay. Gee, he never called President Donald J. Trump to apologize for the horrible statements he made and said about me on ABC. If there was a sign that Donald Trump didn't understand racism and its impacts, I would say this is it right here. This is a quote from a a Trump tweet. Bob Iger of ABC called Valerie Jarrett to let her know that ABC does not tolerate comments like those made by Roseanne Barr. Gee, never called President Donald J. Trump to apologize for the horrible statements made and said about me on ABC. Maybe I just didn't get the call. He's such a constant fucking victim. He's constantly a victim of everybody. Everyone is always wronging Donald Trump. He's the pres- or he was the president of the United States, and he was the biggest victim in the fucking world. It drives me nuts. Anyway, let's keep reading the article. This is what the BBC said. Roseanne Barr's tweet described Mrs. Jarrett as the child of the Muslim Brotherhood, an Islamist group, and the Planet of the Apes film. The television network said on Tuesday, Roseanne's Twitter statement is abhorrent, repugnant, and inconsistent with our values, and we've decided to cancel her show. The reboot of her hit sitcom, Roseanne, had been a ratings winner, and Mr. Trump had called to congratulate her personally on its first season back. Barr deleted Monday night's post and said she was leaving Twitter, but has since posted a flurry of tweets, including one claiming that comedians have said worse. I guess that's true. Comedians have said worse, but that one was pretty fucking bad. Doesn't excuse what you did. That's called the Tukwokwi fallacy, I believe. You're being criticized for something here, and you're trying to deflect criticism by saying, other people did it too. Doesn't make it okay that you did it. I don't get the logic here. It's illogical. It is a logical fallacy. Back to BBC. In another tweet, the TV star tried to explain away the post as having been caused by the effects of Ambien. I gotta tell the truth, man. I've never gotten drunk or taken medicine and suddenly become racist. That's not a side effect of any of the shit that I've I've ever taken. And I was an addict for a while. So I'm really not sure why she's hiding behind this Ambien thing. You are obviously 
racist based on what you're saying here. And the fact that you were on Ambien just opened that up for the rest of the world to see. Sorry you don't like that, uh, but I'm definitely glad that we know. And by now, at this point, she probably would have said something else, not just that one. N knowing the fact that she's on Larry Gator's show heavily implies that she's QAnon. If she's not QAnon, she's very far extreme right. And people like that can't keep their mouths shut forever. Anyways, let's keep watching this clip from Roseanne with Larry Gators. See what else she had to say. If like me, they blacklist you. Yes. They have blacklisted me. Okay, yeah, they blacklisted her. That's right. She got canceled from ABC, from an ABC show. Why? Is she going to take responsibility for what she said? Four years because I wanted to talk about, you know, the things that ain't right. Yeah. She wanted to talk about the things that ain't right? Okay. I'm, based on what she's saying, I'm getting the idea that she believes she was blacklisted for talking about things that are a problem in society, right? Just standing up and using her voice in an honest, charitable way, not being mean or rude or insulting anybody, just espousing an opinion that she has. What was it she said again? Oh, that's right. Roseanne Barr has blamed sleeping pills for her tweet likening an African-American former Obama aide to an ape. That's right. She was blacklisted, quote-unquote, as she calls it, for being racist. She was blacklisted for being racist. I have zero sympathy for her. Zero. This is actually a, a tweet from her after the events. I'm not a racist. I never was and never will be. One stupid joke in a lifetime of fighting for civil rights for all minorities against network studios at the expense of my nervous system, family, wealth will never be taken from me. It wasn't a joke, and it wasn't funny. It was just straight-up racist. That's it. And, and if she really did fight for civil rights, I'd take that into consideration in deciding if she should really be canceled or not. Uh, I don't know of any civil rights fight that she has ever fought. I'm not saying she hasn't. I'm saying I don't know of any. She's not well known for these things. But this one tweet seems pretty clear to me it was just her being straight up racist. Let's keep listening. Four years because I wanted to talk about, you know, the things that ain't right. Yes. The things that ain't right. Like the Obama aide being like an ape. And they don't want to hear it. They're censors just like all the rest of them. Oh, she's upset. Fascinating. Did you catch that little bit there where she said that they're fascists? They're censors, just like all the rest of them. Fascist censors. Fascist censors. You know, people kind of overuse that word a little bit, don't they? There's actually basically a list of characteristics or qualities of fascism. What is fascism? I've done a lot of reading on this recently, so let me give you the list. The first characteristic of fascism is extreme nationalism and patriotism, an obsession with the state being the best and just right in every way. It's perfect. It's exactly as it should be, and nobody can criticize it. That's the first quality to real fascism. 
which, by the way, is a term that's overused and misused a lot. Second quality is scapegoating, blaming other people for the problems that might exist. The if the country isn't exactly as it should be, it's because of the immigrants. It's because of the leftists. The third quality of fascism is an interest in violence, encouraging violent rhetoric, saying that we need to get violent to accomplish the goals that we have. The fourth one is having a state-controlled media or a media that is dedicated to protecting the party in some way, shape, or form. Remove stories from circulation, will twist information, or will just straight up outright lie sometimes if it's in service to the party. That's called an ends justify the means mentality. And finally, the fifth quality of fascism is pseudo-worship of the leader. Basically like revering them and holding them up as the beacon of hope, the only one who can fix it, the perfect person for the job. They can do no wrong. Those are the, the true characteristics of fascism. I don't really see that in, what was it Roseanne said? Hang on, let me step back. Talk about, you know, the things that ain't right. Yes. And they don't want to hear it. They're censors, just like all the rest of them. Fascist and, and on okay, I'm not seeing fascism in people who want to end racism. I'm not seeing that at all, like in any way. For the record, fascism is a very nuanced subject and nuanced thing, and you can't really just blanket call anything fascism necessarily. Um, it's not authoritarian by default. A lot of people make that mistake, mixing it up with authoritarianism. It's all about patriotism, scapegoating, having an interest in violence to accomplish your goals, having a state-controlled or party-controlled media, and pseudo-worship of the leader. Those are the biggest issues that you have with, with fascism. I find it ridiculous that she tried to compare being canceled, her show being canceled, because she said something really fucking racist on Twitter. I find it amusing she's comparing that to fascism. Give me a fucking break. If the racist tweet that she sent wasn't the thing that got her canceled, she certainly would have been canceled for something else. She's a right-wing extremist, and she can't keep her mouth shut about it. Next, we're going to talk about Greg Locke quadrupling down on his Trump claims. Give us 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. The next story I wanted to talk about is about Greg Locke. I talked about him last week, too. He's been saying some really weird shit lately. Specifically, he's kind of famous for saying that, like, Tom Hanks is a clone or some other nonsense like that. That's a popular sentiment going around extreme right-wing circles recently. But he released another video the other day, so I wanted to give you guys a little catch-up on who this is. Let's watch this clip. This is his famous 
Dunkin' Donuts video. This is where he went into a Dunkin' Donuts right in the middle of the pandemic when everything really started hitting and they finally set up mask mandates throughout the entire country. And he was trying to get his coffee and donuts or whatever the fuck. And the Dunkin' Donuts manager came out and asked him to put a mask on when he comes back. And he completely disintegrated. So let's watch this clip. And then we'll watch his newest clip. Not bowing down. I am not in compliance. I am in utter defiance of this. Listen, I'll go to jail over this situation. It is the golden calf. I'm sick of Christians saying things like this. Well, it's just a mask. You know what they used to say? Oh, it's just a baby. It's just a zygote. It's just a growth in the mother's womb. So let's kill it. No, it's not just a mask. It's a compliance device. This is not about safety. This is about surrendering of our rights. Can this guy is so fucking cringy. I cannot stand it. He's sitting here claiming it's a compliance device and that we're sheep. Where she, I bet he uses the term sheeple unironically. Let's keep watching. About surrendering of our rights. Can I remind you, this is still the United States of America. This is not communism. What is an, an economic system where the state controls the means of production and supply? What does that have to do with wearing masks? Is he just using it as a buzzword? Love this face shot of him here. I'm going to use this in the thumbnail not communism this is not china this ain't north korea i don't live in haiti i don't live some other country somewhere where i'm under the guise of communism and socialism. this is the united states of america y'all hear me trump 2020 who who he is so embarrassing i can't stand it he he probably doesn't even realize how embarrassing he's being right now let's listen to that one more time for good measure so you guys can get a nice good cringe in who who that's rough. We made it through, though. We made it through together. So that's Greg Locke. I'm sure a lot of you guys knew who he was already. I just want to give you a little bit of background on him, just in case you weren't aware. That's where he really, really got famous. That's where the public, you know, the that's where the country's eye came in on him. That's where they all saw him, was from that situation. This is his brand new clip. This is from July 13th, 2021. Let's give this one a watch and see what he says. The last 15 or 16 months has really just been a dress rehearsal. You know, I tell, I tell people it's it's not the mark of the beast. I get that. But it is a precursor, precursor for the beast system because now we know what churches are going to close. We know who's going to roll over. We know who's going to stand up. They already know. Oh, my God. So he's saying that the last, like, 15 or 16 months were a, a test run, I guess, basically. That's pretty much when COVID started, right? So he's saying they were doing a test run to see which churches would fold, which would give up, and which would basically fight, right? I talked about this earlier in the podcast with Stu Peters, but Stu Peters is outright calling for violence. Like, he, he has been demonizing Anthony Fauci for a while now, and I definitely call that stochastic terrorism. Absolutely. He's encouraging stochastic terrorism is what he's doing. Let's see if Greg Locke does the exact same thing here. It sounds like he's kind of headed down that road. They already know. And so I tell people they know who's going to be a problem and they know who's not. Well, I'm going to be a problem. Okay, I have no trouble with that. I'm going to be a problem. I'm going to be a rebel rouser because when tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes biblical. There is his justification for violence. Boom. I was wondering if he was going to give us a biblical justification for it. Fascinating thing about the Bible is that it's a collection of 66 books 
thousands and thousands of pages written across thousands of years by dozens, maybe hundreds of different authors. There are contradictions all through it, beginning to end. It espouses a different view for every day of the week. If you want the Bible to say something, you can find a verse to support it. That's how it was written. It's a, a, a completely nonsensical, jumbled mess for the most part. You can pull a parable from here or there, or an idea or a belief from here or there. But ultimately, the Bible says what you want it to say, really. The Bible reads the way you want it to. So when I hear somebody like Greg Locke telling us the Bible supports rebellion, I know that's just his personal belief. I know that's who he is on the inside. When he lays his head on the pillow at the end of the night and closes his eyes and there's nobody there but him inside, he wants a fight. He wants rebellion. I mean, physical rebellion. He wants a 1776 kind of event. That's what he is looking for. Becomes biblical. And I don't think people understand that fact. Everybody wants to quote Romans 13. I know pastors in the United States of America that I've preached for that if this would have been, you know, Nazi Germany, they would have been the first person to put a Jew on a boxcar and then start quoting Bible verses about Romans 13 and how we ought to obey the governing authorities. Before we go any further, I just want to verify what Romans 13 says. To obey the laws of the government because God has ordained them for the purpose of order. Quote, unquote. That's what Romans 13 says, basically. So pretty much follow the laws of the country that you live in so as not to cause waves or cause problems. I mean, Jesus even said, pay back to Caesar that which is Caesar's, right? In support of paying taxes, basically. The Bible, in many cases, has been supportive of obeying the government and paying your taxes and things like that. But like I said, if you want the Bible to say something, if you want to pull a specific message from it, it's easy. There is a verse for everything in there. Not cherry-picking the Bible is impossible because it's just a, a, a billion different verses all laid out scattershot practically. Greg Locke wants physical war with non-believers that's what he wants i mean that's what i'm picking up from what he's saying verses about romans 13 and how we ought to obey the governing authorities these are acts chapter five days we have to obey god rather than man this guy is literally hoping for and encouraging to some degree violence i believe this guy should lose his platform too just like Stu peters for the exact same reasons i explained in my previous video if you're wondering what my views are on that then go watch my Stu peters video just released a few days ago let's watch the next clip from greg Locke. this is july 16th i had a very very strong opinion that donald trump would win by landslide well first of all ultimately he did win by a landslide. Okay, is there any evidence? Or, or is he just going to say that shit all willy-nilly? Just say whatever the fuck he wants with absolutely no evidence at all. You, I can say anything I want, too. I have a parrot that has 180 IQ. There, I said anything that I wanted. Didn't matter if it was true or not. Doesn't matter if I have evidence or not. I can do the exact same fucking thing. We know anybody with a Bible and half a brain can figure out that something nefarious happened in the middle of the night. You can sit here and say something nefarious happened in the middle of the night. But first of all, what the fuck does that mean? And second, 
Is there any evidence? Please, I will take anything at this point. Give me anything. If my team, okay, if I'm coaching a team and my team wins the championship and we put the trophy in my house, if the opposing team breaks in and steals the trophy and takes it and puts it in their trophy case, that doesn't mean I didn't win the tournament. It means those crooks broke in and stole the trophy from me. This guy is seriously still laying into this? You gotta be fucking kidding me. Nobody broke in and stole the trophy. They counted the votes and recounted them and recounted them and recounted them like a billion fucking times, and it was affirmed. Every state individually affirmed, even the Republicans, that Biden won. Much as he hates that fact, much as he is pissed off at Pence or whoever else for not changing things to make his guy win instead, that's just not how it went. Biden won. The evidence all points to Biden being the victor. If you have some evidence to refute it or prove otherwise, please give it to us. I'm waiting. So even if I said, oh, I prophesy, you know, which I didn't, I just predicted. Even if I were to say that. Mm, okay, well, t I, you know, to be fair, the guy, I'll tell you what the guy did. There were some pastors that I was following out there who were actually prophesying that Trump was going to win. Hank Kuhneman and others, a bunch, right? Johnny Enlow. That isn't exactly what Greg Locke did. Greg Locke came out and said he was 100%, 110% sure Trump is going to win. He knows it. He was speaking as a pastor from the pulpit and said he's 110% sure of something that he couldn't possibly be that sure about unless it was divine revelation. He didn't come out and say God told him that, but that's the impression everybody got. So I guess, to be fair, he's telling the truth here at least halfway. He didn't say it was a prophecy from God, like Johnny Enlow and others did, sticking their feet in their mouth. But he, he definitely implied it heavily. I'll give him a pass on that one, I guess. Even if I were to say that, I'm still right because the man won. The fact that he didn't stay in power is still yet to be determined. No, it isn't. This has all been resolved already, like a long fucking time ago, like months and months ago. We're coming up on a fucking year at this point, and this guy still can't accept it. Okay, I know everybody's like QAnon conspiracy theories. There is nobody on the planet that would disagree with the fact that the military does not listen to Joe Biden. They do not take, they take zero orders from Joe Biden. The guy can't even get in the Pentagon, okay? He can barely even state his name in public. He doesn't even, he's not even allowed in the Pentagon. Is there any evidence for this? Any. I will take anything. Again, please. I want the evidence. If you're right, I want to be right too. Why doesn't he release the evidence on his website? There's always some excuse to cover this up and protect him from having to release it. There is no evidence. He's just saying shit and doesn't give a shit if it's true or not. He's gonna believe it's true anyways. I, I know some very high-ranking officials. We've had a lot of people in our church. I, I have the privilege to jet set with some of the biggest, if you will, players in the political game. And I Oh, please, this is so fucking cringy. You know, Larry Gators did this earlier too, didn't he? He's saying he had like FBI contacts and shit, and now Greg Locke is sitting here bragging about... Isn't pride one of the seven deadly sins or something like that? 
why are they so like obsessed with themselves and how great they are and how cool and how many people they know? This is fucking cringy, really. Please, just don't do that. I'm honored as a hillbilly from Nashville to have such a dauntingly massive platform. That is humbling. And I'm telling you, the people that understand what's going on recognize that they can say what they want to. Joe Biden is not in control of this thing. He's just not. I'm not saying, I'm not prophesying that, you know, Trump's coming back. In the next no, but he's still making a claim. He's still making a claim that Joe Biden is not in control of things. That implies... Somebody else is. That is a positive claim, and I need evidence for it. He's just not. I'm not saying, I'm not prophesying that, you know, Trump's coming back in the next few weeks, next few months. I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't think God's done, and I think there's a great level of exposure that's about to take place that is going to shock people beyond amazement. But there's not one person in the military that would tell you that they're taking orders from Joe Biden. Absolutely not. I don't think anybody in the military takes orders from Joe Biden, except for like the Joint Chiefs of Staff and, you know, the, the other people at the top, right? Are the FBI, NSA, and CIA part of the military? I don't know that you, I, I guess they're not considered part of the military, but they're part of the executive branch at least, and he calls the shots for them too. This guy lives in a de delusional pretend fucking world like he lives in a separate reality from us seriously i don't know where his head is but it's not with the rest of us thank you guys for coming and giving this a listen and i will talk to you next week if you like what i do and you want to make sure i can continue to do it you can support me in a few ways first you can support me on patreon that's probably the best way but if you want to get something back for your support you can check out my teespring i sell all kinds of shirts and stickers and stuff on there second you can support me by checking out my etsy store i sell 3d printed stands for every system from the original nintendo to the xbox one and finally if you want to support me in other ways you can check me out on my other channels i have the podcast channel which is where i talk about whatever's on my mind politics social issues Issues, whatever. You can also find it everywhere podcasts can be found. Or you can check out the videos on my main channel where I focus on destructive cults. As it is with most channels these days, I rely on the support of viewers like you to keep my channel alive, so sharing my work is extremely helpful. Anyways, check me out in all those places if you haven't already. Thanks for listening, guys.